Test, oh. test. Bry? Hey, what's going on, man? Not much. It's been a while. It has been quite a while. Listen, check it out, listeners. This is Dr. Drill's Making Motivation podcast on a balmy Friday afternoon, the first of this year. Um, I'm talking May 15th, 2020. My guest is Brian Offner. He's a friend of mine from back in the Dr. Drill Instructor Day, where we would kick ass and take names and run all around town and have many adventures. Yes, sir. So um, we're just going to get reacquainted a little bit. Last time I saw you, bud, we were uh, running around Fisher's Park doing side straddle hops and and stuff. Tell me what you've been up to since. Oh, man, since then. Jeez. Um, Since married, two kids, got a a four-and-a-half-year-old daughter, two-and-a-half-year-old son, um, running multiple businesses and just uh, trying to find that – the balance that we're all that we're all talking about, you know, maxim trying to maximize your potential every day with, uh, you know, what I focus on a lot is you know personal health, family, and business. Um, that's it. You know, that's 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 where I'm at, and I think that's kind of where a lot of people in our shoes are at, trying to find that that balance to do everything better than just existing. You're here. Yes, I watch a lot of your stuff uh, on Facebook and Instagram. You've got a very interesting thread going on there. I see the beautiful family. Yeah. Uh, wonderful. And uh, as a family man myself, that's extraordinary. And uh, a lot of outside time. I, I definitely can tell a mover and a shaker in terms of the uh, business end of things, too. And I remember talking to you almost 10 years ago about uh, – business and different techniques and innovations and just um you there bro yep i'm here sorry okay so i remember a little bit talking to you back in the day you seemed like you always had a lot of ambition and so um tell me about these businesses that you run yeah so i started um a company called credit mindset. I started the business, um, 15 years ago, almost actually 16 years soon, um, where we helped credit challenge clients get in a position to secure financing. And, um, about four years ago, I decided I was going to make a push into the social media space. Right. So I was a lot of referral base. I would, I would work with loan officers. They refer me a client. I clean them up, get them back to them. And I just felt like, there was more. So I, I pushed real hard in the social media space, I hired a full-time videographer who just followed me around. And I was like, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I know I'm just supposed to be putting content out there. So I just started pushing content. And what ended up happening was I ended up pushing hard in the real estate space, just educating people on the entire process. And I ended up getting clients before anyone else would. So people would call me first and I'd be able to hand it out to a loan officer, hand it out to a realtor. So that's when I really started shifting gears and going, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm basically creating a lot. So there's obviously there's, you know, economic opportunity to create another business stream, a revenue stream off of that. So uh, I partner with right now, I'm a business development manager for Annie Mac Home Mortgage. I have 13 loan officers that work on my team. My number one goal was to help their realtor partners grow their business. In the process of doing that, I went out and got my real estate license. Um, I just closed 
you know, seven transactions in the last 45 days, 1.7 million worth of real estate in a lockdown. So, you know, all of that, like coming into play is really, it happened when my daughter was born, where I had this shift and where I started, I, I don't know why, but I started looking at things of like, it's not about you, dude. It's not about you. Right. And, and it's just my ego started just being stripped away because when you look at, you know, as you know, you look at your first newborn child, like it's not about you anymore. It's about them. And I kind of shifted that same perspective into my business where it's like, it ain't about you getting a client, Brian. It's about you putting someone in the best place possible, whether that's using you or not. And we all kind of like, obviously you, you do what's in the best interest of your clients anyway, but I started owning their goals a little bit more and then holding them accountable to their goals. And that's when my business took off. Like it, it ended up tripling in 2017. Um, and really just all these opportunities have just started manifesting nonstop when I stopped focusing on myself and started focusing on other people. So that's what I teach right now. I work with a lot of realtors. Uh, I was on a zoom call this past week with a total of like 185 realtors coaching them on like, you know, my number, my favorite thing to tell realtors, no one cares. You're a realtor, right? Cause if you look at their social media, they're just posting pictures of them doing their job and, and I, I just, I'm like, look, it isn't about you. It's about your clients. It's about the community. So I try to get them to spotlight businesses in the community like you're doing, right? It's, it's perfect what you're doing. You go, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create what's called link juice in the social media world. If I want to gain access to other people's networks, I got to add something of value in order to get that attention, in order to get that endorsement. And that's what is important to do and be as authentic as possible when you're doing that. Well, not as it possible. You have to be authentic or you'll just get exposed. So long and short of it, you know, my all four divisions that I run, I run leading apex media, credit mindset, offner homes and business development manager for any Mac home mortgage is pretty much four full-time jobs. Um, but it's fun and, and, and we're good at it. And uh, yeah, that's kind of, I, I, when I saw your podcast, I was like, man, that's that's like that aligns with where I'm at right now. It's just, so let's try to help people get in a better place, like mentally, physically and, you know, emotionally and financially, you know. Definitely, man. Yeah, I remember you telling me way back when about the credit, your credit uh, business, which is so and seems so, so well needed in our society. It, it definitely caught my attention. And uh I've kept that in the back of my mind for a long time. So I'm, I'm glad to have kept in touch with you and, and watching. Uh, I, you mentioned the, uh, the real, trying to change the way that realtors portray themselves. I saw some of your banter online about, um, you know, discouraging the standard picks where you're, you're standing in front of somebody's house with the owner. <laughs> yeah. thinking, thinking inside the box. That's, that's good, man. And it's, I love that, um, calling it how you see it because change is not often sometimes it comes hard but you're very compelling um so it looks like from some of the images that you got going on there and some of the the content that i've read that you're living up there like on lake of the ozarks in uh <laughs> like something out of the netflix special where are you where are you at well no, i have i'm in i'm in quaker town i live in quaker town but i i have a uh a house up the mountains that that i'll unplugged too and uh 
So one thing I talk about all the time is deposits and withdrawals, right? And, and you can't ask for a withdrawal if you haven't made a deposit in someone's life. So whether that's in business and you're helping somebody or all the way back to like my, my personal life with my wife, right? I'm always checking in. Hey, anything I can do for you? Like, where are we at? Can I make a deposit? And then, you know, to make sure, hey, if there's something I need or I need time to do this call, right? I was like, hey, I'm, I'm going to run to the office real quick. I've made deposits so that I could take the withdrawal and do it. And so I'll take the kids up some Friday nights and just stay all night and all day Saturday with them. So my wife can just have some quiet time and, and um, just get her head right. You know what I mean? So that's, I kind of live by that, by that like rule, which is, you know, always check in and make sure you're not overdrawing the people that you love, you know? That's unbelievable. I mean, it's, it's not unbelievable. That's fantastic. And, uh, and what a great concept to uh, to be have that kind of awareness, not only from a business perspective, most most firstly, and uh, you know your immediate your family. And that's they're, they're the most important thing. Like you said, not being about you. You know, we've got we all got skin in the game with families, and obviously that's the most wonderful thing that we could possibly ever achieve. Um, it's very special to me, and I can see you enjoying yourself in the. In the very same way, so I'll take a I'll take a page out of your book and and do the whole deposits and withdrawals thing because I I can tell you right now if I ask my my wife is there any deposits that I need to make before I can withdraw <laughs> she'll probably educate me real quick so that's that's sound wisdom man yeah I appreciate it yeah and when you uh, put it that when you put it that way you know it's it's it, it allows everyone to kind of understand that concept quickly of like, okay, you're overdrawn and, and you know, and, and just to check in and have those conversations in, in everything, in every aspect of life of the people you're working with and interacting every day, just checking in say, Hey, you good. Like, you know, I want to make sure I, cause I'm running like a maniac here, just trying to put us all in a better place, but I want to make sure that that's why I, I started writing this book in this series called beyond existing, uh, you know, how to tech, fully attack your potential in business, health, and, and, um, and family. And I'm a firm believer that you can do all of them 110% every day. But if you only focused on from 7 a.m. to 11, I could grind and work all day straight through, right? And we'd have, you know, financially set, but my kids would be, you know, I, I would probably not be healthy. My wife would just, you know, start fading into whatever because there's no connection. So, to me, the importance of touching all three of those things every single day is the goal. Spend time with the kids, hit the business hard, connect with the wife when the kids are down, and just check in, work out in the morning. Like, you got to do it. And, and it's just for your own mental health and for your, you know, to, to get where you want to go, go if you have goals, you, you got to do that. That's just, I don't know, that's how I feel. Oh, that's, that's brilliant. That's, that's brilliant, man. Especially in the times that we're now living in, you know, there's, uh, there's a lot of folks that uh, could use this sort of these suggestions and this wisdom because everyone feels like we're going nowhere, man. Like we're uh, the pandemic and the, the news headlines and and the um, we're just in a we're in stasis. We're not we're not making forward progress or people feel like that. So it sounds like I want to hear more about your program here that uh your writings. Tell me about the, the course again. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it's kind of evolving now. The, the, the series is called Beyond Existing. And I talk about a couple different, you know, important things. You know, my background's in family counseling and behavioral health. So I always tie in 
I, I can't help but do it right. Everything I do, I look at from like a behavioral standpoint. And one thing that like was a game changer for me, and I think it's a, it would be a game changer for a lot of people to recognize this is this IR theory that I talk about. So I is who we are as individuals, right? So Aaron, I'm talking to Aaron, you're talking to Brian. That's who we are, right? And then think of all the roles that we may wear throughout the day, right? So Dr. Drill, a father, a chiropractor, like friend, husband, right? We have all these roles that I'll wear throughout the day, right? And what I think is super important is that we are able to bring our eye into all of those roles and be as authentic as possible. Because where you start, you watch just next, you're not going to help but do this next time you're looking at people's social media and you're seeing them in a role where they're complaining about their role so their eye is miserable and complaining about their job right but it's this role that i have to do that's a big issue if you can't if your eye is being affected by this role uh i always say you you weigh things light and heavy light is right heavy you should run from it right because you're not going to give heavy stuff 110 percent and just cut it whether that's people jobs tasks you know, anything, just weigh everything light and heavy. And what happens is you could start seeing people who have heavy stuff on them, like heavy stuff. And they're bitching about it online. And they're, you know, just, just, just like, man, it's just stockpiling. It's so easy for them to just go down the heavy town because there's so much heavy stuff because there's nothing light in their life. Nothing like, or maybe there is, but they're just not realizing they could shift gears and just focus on the light stuff, the good stuff. And in business, I tell people that all the time. Like if someone wanted to partner and do something and it starts feeling heavy, shut it down. Don't do it. You're not going to give it what it needs to manifest. Shut it down. And um, so with the IR theory, like it's super important to recognize like in these roles that you're able to bring your true self into them. And I think that's what I've, you know, for myself, you're getting Brian Offner no matter where we're at, what we're talking about. It's just I can't help it. And I've, I've come so accustomed to just be myself that I'm unapologetic, un, unapologetically myself because I don't really care what anyone thinks of me. I, I know I'm putting people in a better position because they met me. And if you if someone's not gelling with that, I'm I'm cool. I, I just know they're in a place right now where it doesn't make sense, you know, and that's cool. Like it's it's no big deal. So um, and that's the other thing with like even again, I'll talk about my wife again, like. Hey, hun, you're in this role of mother, right? You know, my wife stays home with the kids. Like, don't lose your sense of I. I'll check in and be like, hey, do you need, you want to go do something? Just get out of the house. Go do Lynette stuff. Like, check in with your eye. Make sure your eye is good because you are not your R. I've got buddies that, you know, live in their, in their R's, man. They're like, oh, I'm an attorney. I'm an attorney. Like, every day I'm an attorney. It's like, no, you're not, dude. You're, you're this dude who happens to be an attorney don't let don't let your role take over who you are because that's it's it's bad news you're not going to get to where you want to be living in a role it's gonna it's 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 dangerous it's a dangerous place so um so yeah i mean that's kind of what i focus on is just getting people to recognize how to maximize their potential and like when i journal a lot and i, I write my goals down every night and i recycle them every night and the one thing i look at is like did I do everything today that that is maximizing my potential? And if it's a no, then I look at why, what could I have done differently? And I just feel like, like not even take monetarily, like take that off the table. Like say you're at an income where you're happy, but you're doing more. It's like, well, why would you do more than you need to do? It's like, 
well, because it's irresponsible of you to have the skill sets to do more and not do it. So I don't care who you are or what you're doing. If you have the skill sets to do more than you're doing, it's irresponsible to your kids, to your wife, to other people who you're going to help lift up by leveraging your skill sets. I would even say for you, right? It's irresponsible for you not to do the podcast and bring this positive message to more people because you can. And by doing this, who knows how many people you're going to touch and put in a better place because you're doing it. And that to me is how you attack your potential is, you know, if it's light for you, then do it. And it's going to help other people. So definitely dude. (laughs) I mean, I'll tell you what I'm I am so happy to have started this. I mean, I know that I've been doing this kind of like a stream of consciousness. I've wanted to do a podcast for a while. Obviously, I I listened to um, a bunch of different podcasts from Tim Ferriss to JRE to uh, the Sam Harris Waking Up. I mean, I just I'm constantly churning out, trying to find inspiration and and i one of the things that i've i guess having listened to all those different podcasts it made me want to express myself more and i think i pondered like the different hats that i wear whether it's you know dr o or dr drill or daddy or or i i feel like i've encountered some truly special people in my life we all have and um that are worth encountering again and they're worth celebrating and learning from and giving people an opportunity to, to tell their stories and live their dreams and be inspired. And I feel like now is an opportunity that we, um, yeah, like I said, obviously is a a difficult time, but there's a lot of, there is a lot of time um, to focus on, to refocus and readjust and, and hear people out and, um, and try to improve ourselves and our situation and the people in our lives. So, I mean, it's awesome to have you on here. You, I, I love what I hear so far. Just, you just tore through uh, with some content with, with very inspirational. Um, and so uh, thank you for that. And um, I have a question for you or a scenario, because this is a, a line of work that you seem to be in. Shoot. Um, so I had somebody come up. I was out blowing the friggin' some debris out of the front of the office the other day, preparing for my my work, my day of work, and I was just out and about in the in the uh, parking lot. And one of my patients came by, pulled in, was talking to me, and he said, "Hey, hey, man, I uh, I just um, just hanging out. This is what we're up to. I'm working. Da, da, da. Hey, we just refinanced our house. That was a good thing. So I." get all kinds of mail about this, man. Like we got a pretty good rate when we, when we bought our home uh, about seven years ago, it was like three, three percent. And now I know it's lower. I think I saw you write something online about considering refinancing. Now this dude said that he went from a 30 year to a 15 year and saved a ton of money. And the rate is what now? I mean, right in that same neighborhood. I mean, I if you look at my one thread, I think someone got two seven five on a rating term and cut term to a fifteen. Even if it was apples to apples, let's say you've got let's say you said you're seven years in, so you're at twenty three. If we could cut eight years of term and take you to the same payment or even save you a couple bucks, 
and get you to a 15-year term on a refi. So the other thing that's pretty cool is you skip two mortgage payments and you get an escrow refund. So not able, not only are you going to refi and cut term, so you're going to go from a 23 years left to 15. So you're knocking eight years off, which is a ridiculous amount of money. You're going to get to skip two mortgage payments. So you can bank that, put some reserves in the bank, and then you'll get your escrow refund check because they're going to replenish your escrow when they refi. So whatever money you paid in, you actually get back. So it could be like through these times. And that's really why I was pushing it because I mean, Imagine if a business owner like yourself or or someone could not have to pay their mortgage for two months and then cut term and put that money in the bank or if something was tight, you know, it, it just makes sense to explore that. Um, my brother, for instance, he just did uh, he's in the process right now of refining, doing a cash out refi. Right. Well, what's that mean? That means I'm going to pull some equity out, still cut term, grabbing 30 grand to redo the kitchen and a bathroom. And lowering his mortgage payment. So, I mean, it's there's a lot of reasons why you should look at refining. Um, most of them are going to put you in a better position and solve whatever problem, if there is one, that you're looking to accomplish. So, um, it all depends on your goal. So, there's three typically three reasons someone refis. Rate, it's called a rate and term refi. It's basically just saying, let me try to lower my payment and cut term. Um, that's your standard refi. It's called a rate and term. The other one is a cash out refi. So they may go, Hey, I want to cash out, grab some cash and, and, you know, do whatever I pay off some debt or, or, you know, refinish, remodel something. And then the other one is usually like more of a debt consolidation. Hey, whoops. You know, we accidentally ran up 30,000 in credit card debt. This has been really bad year for us, man. If we could refi, roll that 30,000 into our mortgage payment, not only lower our payment, but skip two months and get a couple bucks back. That's really going to put me in a better position. So that's why I post on there because I know if people just explored it, they're going to put themselves in a in a in a better shape financially. So yeah, and you know it's 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 quite intimidating to um, to the layperson. You know, there, I think uh, there was a time that I had we had explored it previously. Obviously, the rate wasn't we weren't saving as much on the rate, but there was something that. I, I, we have a VA awesome. loan. So I went through like that. There was some kind of uh, clause or something that scared us away. Maybe it was a ton of money that was due at closing or something. This guy said that he just rolled it into the end of the, rolled it into the loan. Yeah. So typically equity will pay your closing costs if there are any. Um, I don't know like if VA may have PMI. I don't know if you're paying PMI. So you can eliminate PMI on, on most people that get FHA mortgages. There's what's called, um, mortgage insurance. So anytime you are financing more than 80% of the loan, they have basically an insurance policy for that 20%. Uh, once your equity position is better than that, you can refi and eliminate the mortgage insurance with some people that's, you know, it's over a hundred bucks a month that they're freeing up on top of everything else. So yeah, do refis cost money? Yeah. I mean, they're not, cause you got to replenish escrow and there are some closing fees, but let's say even if it costs you, you know, a couple grand to refi with everything that comes out of the equity for one and two, you can run out a, um, a scenario of where your break even's at on, you know, what you're saving, you know, let's say it costs you two grand and you save 200 bucks a month, obviously 10 months you're at break even and anything beyond that is, is gravy. Now, if you're looking to sell the house in the next four years, then, then we look at a different strategy. Maybe it doesn't make sense to refi and you just ride it out to you sell and then grab your equity and roll it into a purchase. Um, 
So everyone's scenario is a little different, but if you know you're staying put for 10 years, 10, you know, in the same house, I would definitely look to do rate and term. Cause the, the, the 15 year mortgage, if you look at the amortization schedule compared to a 30, I mean, the 30 year is so top heavy with interest where once you get into the 15, now you're, now you're de- starting to deck the act, the uh, interest. I mean, the uh, principal down and that's where you really start creating some, some bigger gaps for yourself with um, equity. So, yeah. I love it. And we're going to talk more about yeah, that if you don't mind. Um, so let me ask you, what are you doing in terms of fitness so, right now? Crazy. Good question. And uh, so as you know, Dr. Drills, I don't know what it was early, right? I don't know if it was 6 a.m. It was pretty early, but um, I was always mm-hmm. been a morning person. I get up and like I wanted my feet to hit my sneaks and I go out for a run and I was doing that for years. I, you know, I opened up a couple CrossFits, sold those. So I was in the space, like I was committed to the space. So when I had my daughter, my wife is not a morning person. So the deal we kind of had was she gets up in the middle of the night. I do mornings and it's been that way for four and a half years. So finally, like literally like a month ago, my son, I would could get him a bottle at six o'clock and he would sleep again till seven. And my daughter just hammer straight to seven o'clock. So I got my six o'clock hour back and I joined this like Zoom. These guys, I just. As I'm like sitting up with my son at 6 a.m., there's this dude Sean on my uh, on my Facebook working out and just staring at me every morning. I'm like, damn, this dude's working out right now. Here I am sitting like drinking a cup of coffee. Like I should I should do this. I, I have time now. I should do it. And finally, I just reached out and joined this team of they jump on a Zoom call at 6 a.m. every morning. And there's a workout that you post on this app. You grab whatever workout you want, throw the camera on yourself, and work out. But to me, it's just an accountability piece that that I, I liked and I needed at the time and I need at the time. So that's me. I had probably a handful of um, handful of mornings. I'm at 6 a.m. working out. And then obviously I play disc golf and that's a lot of hiking, a lot of walking. So that's the two things I'm doing right now. Sport, disc golf and, um, you know, morning workouts at 6 a.m. Dude, I would I the disc golf is definitely something. Uh, yeah, that probably requires an entire podcast unto itself. I would love to do that. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fool for frisbee. I see all the uh, the accuracy and the uh, and the drilling that you do on that. It looks like a an awesome time. And I've even you know stumbling around or working out around uh, riding bikes through parks and stuff. I've seen those those um, different um, what do you call them? Yeah, like a goal or yeah. cages. Yeah, they got those. They got those everywhere. So I I think that that would be a great um, a little pastime. I've been trying to convince the kids to get well, out and I, do that. I've so. got plenty of discs. So whenever we will, I'm definitely going to circle back with you and, and, and um, take you because you're, I mean, I, I know, I know you like to go to like, I could just tell like some of the stuff you post, you're like me, you like to go to some deep, like, head spaces where I call it the brain, the brain hurting places. Like I spend a lot of time going there. Uh, but it's about as primitive. Once you start playing, it's super primitive. Like, like, why do I love to see this thing fly through the air, like towards the target? It's a total hunter gatherer, like in the woods, like there's the target. And, and it's so fun though. I call it competitive hiking and I'm super competitive. So once I started playing, I was like, I got to get good. And then I got good, and then I'm like, I got to get better. And now we play 
you know, I play with like the pros around here um, all the time, but it's a super fun game. <laughs> like it's uh, it, it. Yeah. And look, man, once you, you could buy three discs, right? 30 bucks, 10 bucks a disc, or I'll just give them to you. It costs you nothing. But people listening, you can go buy a beginner set and it's free. You go over to Sellersville and it's, there's 18 holes. It's free. You just go and play. You know, there's no, I was playing like regular golf for a while and it, you know, that's four hours out of your day, five hour round trip. You can go over to the park and play 18 holes in an hour and get a great workout and you, you play the sport and it's fun. So I love the sport. It's growing, and uh, that's why you're seeing more of it. And um, yeah, it's 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 awesome. It's it's you would love it. You'd absolutely love it because you like being in the woods. That's great, dude. I'm on board. I'm on board. I'm on a mission for that now because I've been watching. You know uh, what do you call it when you when you get a ringer oh, or something like that? What do you call it when you? Uh, yeah, there's an albatross, which is if you two a par five, and then an ace is where you just. Oh, I call them buckets. You said I call yeah yeah I have buckets, all my, yeah. my kids that's like my nickname in disc golf everyone calls me buckets so like because I play basketball so every time it's I just carried the term from basketball over to disc golf but um yeah man I'll, I'll look I'll get I'm sponsor I have a clothing sponsor for disc golf birdie disc golf I'll uh I'll hook you up man I got I'll, I'll hook you up I got it yeah it's so fun that's freaking awesome because I've done I've done everything from marksmanship to uh to um throwing awesome. boomerangs to i mean i love shit like that so what i uh, how about this what do you um go around the diff disc golf thing i got the disc so far i got what i'm distilling out here is i got yep. disc golf i got deposits and withdrawals i have um uh sound wisdom on mortgage decisions and I've got uh, – what are you reading um, right now? I, let me see. I'll pull it up. I'll be totally honest. I, I don't – I should read more, but I'm an Audible guy. So, yeah, so Audible yeah, right me too. now, um, The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. Um, and then so that and The Compound Effect by uh, Darren Hardy. So those two, like, to me, that, uh, you know – that's super important to me of like just keeping momentum just keep like you know nothing's gonna happen overnight right like if everything from sport to business like you're gonna play disc golf and you're gonna suck right and it's gonna bother you but you are you expecting to be really good right out the gate no like common sense says hey i gotta put in work i'm gonna work on these different shots and then you put in time and energy and then you start seeing results then you light another fire to get to another goal and that's what you basically the power of habit and um and the compound effect is like you just you gotta just if it's important to you just stay on it just stay on it and, and you'll get there so yeah. that's great man that's great yeah i'm an audible guy you- too um you ever read, you ever read, well, there's a, a book called um, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, which is actually by a chiropractor, um, forget that dude's name, but it's really stinking good, and then one of my favorite audible books is The Count of okay. Monte Cristo, full, full, full cast production, so all of the French accents, all of the adventure um, and I love, it, it pisses me off when I, right. When you have a great book like that and on audible and then you're like, all right, maybe I'll find something exactly like that. 
and then you suffer for a while and get some, you know, come up empty. But you got to keep looking. Yeah, I'm, um, I love the podcast. Did you go down the Goggins rabbit hole at all? I I did the Goggins thing. I did. Um, I love I love Goggins. I I love uh, Jocko sometimes, but I I back I go back and forth because like, you know, I'll tell you something. Yeah, the Doctor Drill character. It it was a character, but it's it's me as well. You know, it's like the it was the embodiment of uh, of my experiences and and um, the Marine Corps thing, kind of adapting that to the modern my modern world. And but some of the stuff where people are ultra intense, not that it's not authentic, um, but I just think it doesn't have to be always like you know fuck it do it right. you know kill be, uh, I, I appreciate it all like i love the uh, jocko's like you know the four yeah. four fifteen wake ups and all that stuff but having done a lot of that forever i kind of see a little bit of a, a few holes in the game not that it's again not not saying that it's, it's not a great um uh approach or that it's not authentic it's wonderful stuff it's just sometimes i guess maybe coming from that environment it can be a little sure. too intense for me um like unnecessary like seemingly unnecessary but i i love i get a kick out of it mm -hmm. i love listening to both of those uh characters and i think that they're extremely important in the world in which we live and conversely if i listen to something lighter like uh like a Sam Harris, you know, yeah. he's very Sam Harris, very, very intellectual. And very, but I, I appreciate that, and then I'll get a little sick of that, right? And then I'll have you I'll, done I'll Eckhart Tolle at all? New, but Eckhart Tolle. Uh, yeah, you know, it, you know what? I found I I read his book, I audibled it, and yeah. I thought it was awesome. And, and I started running across YouTube clips of him, you know, 10, 15 minutes of him. And I think he's phenomenal. I think that he, the problem with guys like that, where um, the perception that when we look at these gurus, gurus kind of got a bad, um, I don't even know if he considers himself that, but he comes off as guru-like. And it, it it can be perceived by some as like a negative thing or a spiritual, overly spiritual, um, whatever. I tell you, yeah. I think he's friggin' awesome. And I also like, you know, I was just telling somebody today, I'm going to, I'm going to do a little share of this content. Yep. I love Alan 100%. Watts. He's freaking the cadence of his voice, the, um, the, the, the yin and yang kind of like, you know, you can't have a beautiful day without appreciating yeah. the storm or um, you can't, can't have pot up without down and negative without positive. And it's, it is unbelievable and so applicable to life then and now forever yeah and it's, you know, it's, it's wonderful i mean so. meditation changed my life i mean that was like for sure for me like um the mindfulness solution was a book i read that completely dialed me into the moment like and and, and that's where you find the watts and the anchor tolly where you're doing some of that introspective work and i think that's important obviously to go down that rabbit hole, but I, I take like, probably like you, like 
I'll kind of, when I find someone, I go down the rabbit hole and then I, and I kind of pull back and go, all right, what do I need? Like Sunday nights, like I listen to some Goggin stuff in the hot tub, just get me fired up for the, for the week. Right. And I, I just kind of have different people I'm <laughs> tapping into at different times. If I find myself like in the middle of the day, like a complete scatterbrain, I have like a little meditation set up at my office. I'll just like, boom, throw on some like chill music and go, dude, just, just dial it in, man. Just get in the moment. It's everything like you're just you got monkey brain and like dialed in. So then I'll, I'll dial it in. And uh, I think all these things we've talked about are like little tools in our tool belt that, you know, as you get older, you start, you start putting those tools in your tool belt. And, and obviously if you use them, it's, that's, that's half the battle is, is knowing when to pull them out and use them. So uh, yeah, it's all good stuff, man. It, it's, you know, Taking care of the head is the most important part of anything else that we're doing. You know, making sure you're dialed in, check in with yourself. What do you mean so by monkey, monkey brain? brain? Is, um, so it's a term used in like the, the Buddhist. You actually, the Dalai Lama explains to it. Like it's picture a monkey just jumping around and your thoughts just running and racing like crazy. It's you got monkey brain. And the idea is to calm the monkey and still the waters. So just by breathing and, and just focusing on your breath, you could take what is perceived as like ocean waves of thoughts just coming in and dialing into like a calm, still like, okay. Cause the one thing I learned, you know, through meditation is you, you can't trust, you don't have to trust your thoughts, right? Thoughts are thoughts. You sit there long enough with your thoughts, you get some intrusive ones, you get some wacko ones and that's all okay. You just, you just sit with them, you label them and be like, okay, wow. Yeah. That must be, that must be work related. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. That came, that was from the past. And you just kind of, I picture it like I'm in a kayak, right? And monkey brains, a bunch of stuff being thrown in my kayak that I'm going to have to sift through and just label it, acknowledge it, put it in the water and let it go until there's really very little jumping in my kayak. And that's a process through meditation that allows you to just be okay in the moment in your brain. You know, it's, it's, uh, I think a lot of people don't like talking about that. Like, you know, a lot of people try to distract themselves from their brain. Anytime I find myself like wanting to distract myself from my brain, it actually intrigues me to like sit with my brain and be like, oh, what, what's going on? Like, that's where like some deep, deep stuff comes in. And, 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 uh, I like spending time in that uncomfortable place. Um, it helps me. So, you know what? That's, that's absolutely true. Uh, the, uh, the monkey brain thing, when you said that, I mean, I do recollect from the, the, Buddhism, Buddhism stuff, and the the different podcasts. Alan Watts talking about that. I it it just kind of rung a bell for me because you know, I'm an anatomy teacher part time, and uh, I always talk to my students about the reptilian brain, about how we've got this kind of like automatic process that that occurs, and that it, it's just like taps us into our our world and our experiences, and we we don't think we react. And it's hard to get that uh, to, to resist using the reptilian brain when we have this gigantic neocortex, you know, this all this computing power there. It's amazing how we get sidetracked and get, you know, torn into a frustrating situation or our thoughts will dominate us and and kind of put us where they are. I think it is an absolute recommendation, especially these days where you do take the time and listen to yourself and maybe take serve, take a stock of uh, going back full circle of 
what's your deposit and can you make a withdrawal? Because if you got, if your brain's running away on you and you're just having all these automatic responses to, as you're, as you're navigating the world, you're going to get your ass kicked and you're going to make wrong decisions and you're not deliberating and you're not growing. You're just being led around by these. Yeah. It's, it's what it is. So there's a whole, so DBT is dialectic, dialectic behavioral therapy. They developed a whole cognitive behavioral therapy around meditation. So basically for addicts and, um, people dealing with different mental health issues, um, they teach them mindfulness, very strategical mindfulness that allows you to spend time with those thoughts. And I think this is for kids, man. This is to me. I think this is a big issue with that that 14. And once you become self-aware phase, 14 to like 20, where you're like, oh, I'm on this freaking blue ball flying through the air. And like all that heavy shit hits you and you don't know how to deal with it. I think if you learned proper meditation mindfulness you're okay kind of spending some time in your head instead of distracting yourself all the time i think we'll really and i think kids are doing that don't get me wrong i think i think way better than when i was coming up um but then the adults who never did it to themselves are so quick to write scripts and and put kids on drugs at 14 years old for anxiety instead of teaching them how to go for a run and spend some time talking to them about what's going on in their head so you know i I'm a big fan of, of introspection. I mean, nothing, no, nothing, I don't know, nothing good or bad ever happens to you sitting with your head, you know, you, it, but it's the responses and the actions you take from impulse controls. And that's what, um, look, I mean, just think about it. Like we'll just take like drinking, for instance, we're like, all right, like we have the choice. We go, all right, you know, I'm going to have a couple beers tonight. And the impulse says, yeah, I'm gonna have a beer. And then I have another beer. I'm not, and guess what? Now I'm having beers. Right. But, when you take more of a mindful approach, you go, wow, I'm physiologically feel like I want to have a couple beers. All right, let me walk through this. I have a couple beers. Am I feeling good? How am I going to feel tomorrow? You know what? I don't want to feel like shit tomorrow. I have a lot of stuff. Okay. Sorry, brain. Like, we're not doing that. I'm not going to have a couple beers. I'm, I'm choosing to feel good tomorrow than this impulse that it's sunny outside and it feels like a Corona night. You know, and that's okay that sometimes you do that, right? But I'm, I'm having that conversation with myself all day around where is this behavior going to take me down? And, and is it my desired location where I want to end up? And that's navigating your life. And I'm, I don't, I'm not here to say I bat a thousand at all. I'm just aware of when I'm going places um, that I think kids need to develop. That is the cause and effect and knowing that, you know, you get to the effect, you're going to keep getting this lesson until you figure it out. Let me show you and give you the tools to figure it out. You know, it's, and we have, you know, that's what I'm saying. It's just tools in your tool belt. It takes time. You can't give anyone life lessons, and that's a life lesson in itself. It's awesome, bro. Listen, this podcast episode, I think, is going to help a lot of people. I've, uh, oh. I, I've, I already feel great uh, about the insight that I've gathered, uh, courtesy spending this, you know, 40 minutes or whatever with you. And I want to do this again. I'm definitely going to be contacting you after. Uh, after this is over, maybe sometime this weekend, talk a little bit more about these things and maybe get out doing some disc golf. We get some decent weather, right? Um, that's a that's a that's already happened. We're just waiting for time, <laughs> waiting for time to catch up. So yeah, all right. Yeah, well, listen, bro. I appreciate your time. I appreciate yep. your knowledge, and uh, and I want you to have a wonderful weekend with your family and yeah. love and respect. I'm going to post this online. Is that okay? Oh, absolutely, brother. I appreciate it. Anything to help. Thanks, man. Have a wonderful night. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye.